uh, I, I forgot what he was driving. I think it was probably a BMW. But he was accelerating. He's all like, what? what? I could barely hear that engine roaring. Come on, stop purring. Start start growling. <laughs> <laughs> The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 26. This episode of 2OC, we talk about three wise men showing up early this year. Wait, was that Halloween? And is Anton still a zombie? I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. All right, Anton, did you finally get some sleep? Uh, Yeah, I finally got some sleep. We had some family that came over, and we got to do quite a bit of stuff over here. Uh, we, we went to Pandora again, uh, but this time with family. And we did a couple other things, too, like uh, watch the, the Blue Man Group. Wait, they're in Florida? Yeah, they've been in Florida. The interesting thing about the Blue Man Group here in Florida is they took over the Nickelodeon studio. And it's been like this for a couple of years now. And they've been doing a very good job with their show. And I think it's a really good replacement uh, of the Nickelodeon studio. Okay, hold on. I, I have a probably a dumb question. but So is the Blue Man Group actually three people? Or is it just like a group of people that just happen to wear paint blue paint and this they're interchangeable <laughs> it, it, it was created by the the original three guys and uh you know of course their first act was in vegas and it, it they came to make a franchise out of it and it's pretty much e- everywhere now uh, they got blue man group and on tour they got um the vegas one they got the one here in orlando uh and they also got some on the cruise ships. I think there's a couple of cruise ships that have the Blue Man Group show. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting to see how they do the show on the ship because, you know, it's uh, sometimes it sways and everything. And and being a Blue Man in the Blue Man Group, you have to have certain skills that is kind of like those circus skills. So okay. imagine yourself juggling while the ship is swaying. I can do that. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Now imagine this: catching marshmallows with someone throwing it at you, ten okay, feet away, on. while the whole ship is uh, swaying. Okay. Now we're getting to fetish territory. Are we still talking about a live performance for the whole family? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, uh, it's 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 insane. I mean, these guys are very very talented people. Yeah, you know what, and I kind of think of it, I do remember an episode of uh, Arrested Development mm-hmm. where, uh, what's his name, the 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 son-in-law, or the, yeah, the husband, he's uh, trying to audition for the Blue Man Group, so he like, he paints himself all blue, whatever, and he, <laughs> like he can't, uh, he runs, he goes the whole episode with blue paint on his face because he can't wash it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, eh, what, what else did you do with the... The fam, the fam, the fam. The Wait, fam. Are they, are they no, fans? No, they're not. They're they're new wins. Oh, pff, basic. Yeah, I know. Should have seen it coming. Wait, are they still there? No, they they went home already. Um. Oh wow. Yeah, we we had an epic lunch before they left. We had a reservation at uh, the place. The place. Yeah, you know what I'm what, talking about. What place? It's or a place. Kind? It's a place where it's so remote, and the restaurant doesn't even have any signs. So when uh, Julie's cousins got there, they're like, "Where are you taking us, Anton?" Well, so hey, is it is it hidden or is it just not like really advertised? Like they they purposely not advertising. I think they purposely not advertise it. Either okay. that or they just haven't got around to making sign for it yet. But it, it seems like they're pretty much reserved. At all times, there's uh, probably a month in advance where you would have to reserve your spot. Okay, no, I, I just want to see if there was like a, if it was a place that was like purposely hidden, like those uh, speakeasies. Yeah, I would say it, it's more of like a speakeasy because of the the only people that do know about this place would be 
locals that come here often or people who really like sushi oh that was my next question what type of food <laughs> yep so uh we've we've been eating at this restaurant well not really this restaurant but uh these chefs they've been cooking sushi for us for a very long time and not cooking but preparing yeah I was gonna fish. Say. <laughs> but sometimes they cooked with a little blowtorch so um, but anyhow, is that uh, when you what is that when you bust out yours and you play a little crocodile dindy? You yep. call that a torch? This yep. is a torch. Yep, Just burn on the whole counter. <laughs> yeah, so we've been eating at some of their other locations before uh, they got this restaurant, and it was more like a pop up. Uh, every now and then they would do like events and stuff like that, and they would have people come by and it'll be like at some random bar or at some random jewelry shop like some some place really insane but uh, they finally settled down with a really awesome building that's been here uh, in Orlando for a very long time so it's kind of historic but when you when you when you pass by this place it's just a black building there's no name. There's no th- nothing. It's just uh, a window that you can't really see on the inside. Once you open the door, it's just pure white. All the walls are white, and everything in the room is white. And it, it's it, it's basically like a, a little lobby area, very small. It's more of like a bar where you can have like sake and uh, tea and stuff like that. So it's pretty neat. So when we first got in, we basically. Um, you know, hung out there for a while, and then they took us into this uh, uh, room next door where it's a sushi bar, mm-hmm. and the chefs are there preparing us uh, the food. And once you're here, I think it's it's probably one of the best dining experience you would ever have in your life. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of Jiro Dreams of Sushi, which you can catch on Netflix. Oh, dude, that that show got me so freaking hungry. Oh yeah, I mean everything looks appetizing. There was no piece that he prepared that didn't look good. Just like sliding his knife across like the fish, mm-hmm. like he was just so focused and it's such a clean cut. You're like you're just drooling. Look at him do it. Exactly. So that's uh, pretty much the experience that you get from this restaurant. So the next time you're in town, I have to make a reservation for you way ahead of time. But I'm pretty close with uh, these chefs. Uh, we we have done a lot of dinner with them. And yeah, we got invited to their preview dinner and it was pretty awesome. So yeah, can't really tell you much because it's really hard to explain. The whole experience is going to change your life. We need photos. No, so right now you're running. Dude, there are so many pop-up restaurants now. Oh, yeah. We're talking, the, have you heard of the new one that? I don't know if it's already in LA. Uh, I can check right now. Okay. That's uh oh, it's coming soon or information coming soon. The Saved by the Bell pop up restaurant. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, remember that show? Yeah, that uh, more, yeah, yeah, great show. Yeah, remember that? Remember that restaurant that they used to hang out at, the Max? Oh, in the show? They're, yeah, they're they're recreating it and making a re- a real restaurant that looks like it. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, they, they're gonna have like food, like different food inspired by the show. Um, let me see here. Uh, they actually have their menu online. I can send you the link. So let me see. Let me just read off some of these. Yeah. So since uh, you know, we're gonna go into your topic of uh, uh food. Uh, just to let people know what the restaurant's name is. It's called Cadence, and it's a restaurant where uh, every time Alton Brown is in town, he stops by these guys and. They treat him uh, to a delicious lunch. Yum. Yep. All right. So let me just go, let me just go off with the the ones that just call the ones that just call out to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, the the appetizers, the AC sliders. Uh, I get it. Eh, AC mm-hmm. Slater, which a funny mm-hmm. story. I did dress up as AC Slater one year for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mac and Screech. Uh, let me see here. Bayside Burger, that seems kind of basic. The Hey, 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 Pie of the Day. <laughs> very clever names for dishes. Yeah, this they actually have a very long list of uh, of items. Let me see if they have any cocktails. I want, that's what I want to... 
really? Oh, here we go. Tori Scott's uh, jacket. It's a uh, Ginger Baldwin. I'm so excited. <laughs> Which is funny because that that episode is where that Kelly Capacity Jesse Spano got hooked on on caffeine pills. But I have caffeine pills at my desk at work. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like a common thing. Like they made it seem like it was a a, a bigger deal. Yeah, because it was something that can be addicted to. Well, you know are what? you addicted to it, Alan? I'm not. But the funny thing is, okay, so I started taking those caffeine pills because one, it's I hated the taste of energy drinks. Well, I just drink balls. Oh, t- Again, you just started drinking that because of the name. No, it was. It was uh, How many I, balls I, a day? I had lots of balls, and it was really good because it, it kind of reminds me of a Sprite, but, uh, you know, kind of spiked. But again, how many calories? 300 calories per bottle. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too. I'm like, so if I'm drinking the regular kind, the taste is not as bad, but it's a crap load of calories. If I drink the zero calorie one, it tastes like battery acid. Mm. So the caffeine pills... It has, okay, so an average can of, say, Rockstar has 220 milligrams of caffeine. Mm-hmm. The one pill of caffeine is only 200 milligrams. But don't you get your caffeine from tea anyways? You don't need the pills, right? It depends. Uh, sometimes I, I don't drink tea. Like, I don't have time to, like, brew it and stuff like that. Or if it's a hot day, I'm not in the mood. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with coffee. So I... I it's funny because people are like, oh, you're a coffee addict or you're a tea addict. I'm like, no, I'm a caffeine addict. I, I measure, I, based on what I think I need, I will measure out my caffeine. <laughs> so I'll start off with like tea. If that's not strong enough, I'll go up to like soda because the uh, 20 ounce of Coke has, I think, 65 milligrams of caffeine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'll crank it up to coffee, and if coffee's not doing it, that's when I go to the caffeine pill. Okay, so it's kind of like your uh, your last resort for caffeine. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, it's like it, and it's dirt cheap. It's like two hundred pills. Actually, mm-hmm. you, you guess how much do you think it costs for two hundred pills? Uh, I'm probably gonna say uh, each pill would cost at least about fifteen cents. So you got to take do uh, 15 cents times 200 pills. So that would be 30 bucks. Uh $8. Oh, whoa. <laughs> that's that's really cheap. And that's like GNC prices. Mm, okay. But that's another thing too. They sell the they sell the caffeine supplement as a pre-workout or as a workout supplement. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So it's uh basically 4 cents a uh, a capsule. Yeah, it's dirt cheap. This is why China's making so much damn money making the artificial caffeine. Or sy- ah. synthesized caffeine. Okay. Well, synthesized, it's just tricking your brain that it's caffeine. No, it it, well, it really is caffeine, but mm-hmm. it's oh my god! You need a, you need to read a book called Caffeinated. Uh-huh. It's a really really scary look at at the world of caffeine and some of the dangers of like what China was doing. Okay, so are you hinting people to click on the Amazon link to buy this book? Yes, I am. I'll put okay. that link in there. Okay. Caffeinated. Right. Worth right. it. This week, <laughs> sponsored by Caffeinated. Which I really should look up the the author, the author of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else? I mean, besides food, what else did you do with your your relatives? Or not relatives. What, what were they again? Julie's... Julie's uh, cousins. Cousins. Mm-hmm. So what else did you guys do besides food? I don't know. We played a lot of board games, and... They're, they're the board game type of couple, which is kind of cool. And I don't know if you noticed, but I am kind of a board game hoarder. I am too. I, I have like a couple boxes in the garage of just board games. Yeah, but the, the board games I, I get is like three players or more. And I only have two people living at my house. And that would be just me and my fiance. Oh, that's right. I do remember you... <laughs> You have almost like a little play area, but you don't have any kids in the house. Yeah, and I keep <laughs> buying. I keep okay. Every time I go to like Barnes and Nobles or any bookstore or any of those pop culture stores, I I, I really, really have this 
horrible like thing where I just go straight to those board game areas and I always look for something new. And of course, there's always something new that I'm like, oh, this, this is really cool. And I will look it up on my phone and see uh, the reviews and everything. And it'll be like super high reviews. But the board game costs like 50 to like 80 bucks for the, the whole entire set. Which is kind of ridiculous, but sometimes it's really good games. So, uh, you played Pandemic before, right? I actually want to. I have not played it. I, okay. I saw I saw it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I might have asked you or my brother, one of you two, that like I was explaining it to you guys and it at first I was like, Oh, it's, it might be kind of an indie game, it's really like bad, but it blew up. It was like a year a year afterwards. I saw yeah. it at Target. So I bought this game a while ago and it's been sitting there. I, I probably played it once with um, my fiance and it dude it's such a good game it's basically uh you don't play against each other you mm-hmm. play together and basically like everybody has their own role someone's a doctor someone's like a a data analysis and stuff like that and you basically build these um oh, what are those stations called like the one in atlanta the um oh the oh my god what's it called cdc uh, cdc center for disease control i was trying yeah. to like, I was trying. I remember the name, but I was like, okay, I had to break it down. So C, <laughs> C, D, D, control C, CDC. Yeah. So you you basically have to build these CDC uh, control stations all over the world, and of course, the main one would be the one in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And you know, around the world, there's different diseases in different continent. And what you have to do is you would have to uh, find a way to uh, contain these diseases and find a cure and it's pretty awesome like there are moments of the game where you're like oh my god everyone's gonna die and it's because of us (laughs) and it it, kind of sucks it's kind of like there's no hope left for humanity but then you know somehow uh the great moments of the game is when you cure the diseases so it's gives you a good moment gives you a good feeling that you're able to to save the world so it's so awesome it gets to real well it reminds me of that game did you play the app oh, what's it called yes i know uh, exactly what you're talking about it is ex- the, the same concept you you reminded me of a show um that's been kind of it, hulu keeps trying to recommend it to me i guess it, i just have that kind of taste in shows mm-hmm. where it's called the last ship i think it's a tnt show did you have you seen? It? So it's a it's a it's a battleship or some some sort of navy ship. Yeah, it's a destroyer. That's oh, out in the ocean. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it, while while it's isolated, like a, a pandemic breaks out on land and pretty much kills off the majority of people. And they, for all they know, they're the last survivors because they were isolated. Yeah, I've heard about that show. I've seen that uh, preview at the movie theater or something. But so like, I I really want to check it out. I just. I think that's gonna be like next on my on my list of things to watch. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, Pandemic is one of the games we played. We also played Mashikoro, which is a uh, f- popular Japanese uh, card game. It's kind of cool. You basically have like these uh, buildings that you have to build, uh, but mm-hmm. in order to build those buildings, you would have to um, build like uh, little farms. It's kind of like a SimCity game. Where you have to build like uh, a farm for food, you have to build um, a cafe for people to you know go eat stuff at the restaurant. You have to build a mine, uh, a bunch of that stuff. And basically, every time you roll, you would inherit some money. And when you inherit some money, you're able to build um, build these uh, buildings. And when you finally build all of your buildings, you win. So it's kind of cool. I, I kind of like the whole well, concept what, of that. What's it? What's it called? Mashikoro. It kind of sounds like Monopoly, but like a more uh, like property owner. Not more, not property owner, but like more construction. Yeah, it's, it gets pretty interesting because uh, you first start out with one dice, and uh, every time you roll, uh, one of the cards would say that you have to collect like uh, a coin from everybody or three coins from everybody. So collecting taxes? Yeah, kind of similar. <laughs> or, or sometimes uh, you might have to pay other people you know uh, uh a gold coin or something like that so please tell me this is a milton bradley game 
No, it is not. <laughs> the it, Milton Bradley might have a lawsuit on their hands. No. Or might, might be suing somebody. Yeah, oh, but this is with cards, so that's the only difference. Oh, that's true. Maybe it's a more streamlined version. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and the app we were thinking about is uh, Plague Inc. That's where the I was coming from that you're, yeah. that you're thinking. Yeah, it's a very that popular one, game. That one's addicting. I get kind of pissed off when I get to the fungus stage because I cannot beat that level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I have the same addiction for buying different games. But my problem is that I w- the games I want to try the most are the ones that take a while. And uh, that's what kind of drags people away from it. So, like, I want to play Settle- Settlers of Catan. I want to play Risk. I want to play oh, those kind of games. Yeah, that's, that's the type of uh, uh, cousins that Julie has. Is they love Catan. And they were, they were wondering if we had Catan, but we don't. Because I don't have enough people at my house to play. It's just me and Julie, and it's really hard to play Catan with two people. I know, you got to cooperate and backstab each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, Julie would just be like, oh, okay, yeah, you can have some resources. Oh, here, take all my uh, my wood. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I yeah, can build ta- a bridge. Yeah, take that a road. Wood. Yeah, I so. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I thought you were setting it up on purpose. Uh, yeah. yeah, but let me see. That's, that's my type of games. Um, sadly, I can't. I can't get people to like cooperate. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, like it's always fun playing at least the quick games. Like when we played uh, Munchkin. Oh, Munchkin was awesome. Love that game. That was addicting, and that one almost broke some friendships. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're you're always backstabbing each other, and sometimes once in a while you're like you throw a bone and try to help each other, but, and it comes know. back to haunt you. Yeah. I okay. So there's another game that we played. It's called Boss Monster. It's kind of cool. Um. You know, usually when you play any type of game, you're usually the hero, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. But in this case, you're not the hero. You are the boss. You're Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, you're, you're Wreck-It Ralph. And the goal of the game is to kill the heroes. Every time they come into the dungeon, you kill them. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually think I might like this one. Because you know how I am in first-person shooters. I like to kind of uh, snipe mm-hmm. and... I would like when I set up a good area. As soon as they walk through, boom, got him. Yep, exactly. So you would love this game, and it's kind of cool because once you kill the heroes, you collect their souls. Okay, that got dark quick. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and of <laughs> course, uh, we, the last game that we played was Ticket to Ride. I've heard about that. That one doesn't really, and uh, doesn't really interest me that much. It's kind of like Catan, because uh, you're basically trying to build roads. Yeah. But in this case, you're building a route for your trains mm. to travel. So you're a, mo- you're a train, uh, what's it called? Train a t- Tycoon. There you go. Yeah, kind of like Train Tycoon. So basically, uh, for this game, how it starts is you get a bunch of uh, cards that show you like different routes that you can uh build Mm -hmm. and uh if you can build the route exactly like the card then you're able to um win the points according to those cards but it's kind of tough when there's a lot of players they kind of uh block you from building the the route that you want so your card doesn't play an effect anymore so okay so almost like um what's that that that's light cycle game kind of like that like you're building something but you, you try to screw each other over at the same time yeah so your your card is basically obsolete uh, okay mm-hmm. uh maybe i mean if, if, if you sell it that way then yeah okay uh the other game the other game i like to play is a smart ass game you can imagine why i i that game attracted me yeah it has a picture of donkey well just I like being a smartass. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, I've pissed off a lot of my coworkers with that game. <laughs> because He's you're like, a smartass? Well, yeah, and I kind of... At least for... Because uh, w- there's four categories. Well, three categories and one's kind of like a bonus. Uh, one is who am I, where am I, and what am I. For the what I am I... I know who you are, but what am oh I? Racist. 
uh, that wasn't accusing. That was actually my my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, I'm good at the where am I and the where am I? Oh, sorry. Where am I and the what am I? But I kind of, I'm hit and miss on the who am I? And like, but like just, just with those two categories though, like I piss off my coworkers because like, oh, Alan, this is Alan's game. So he looked at the card. So he knows the answers. I'm like, no, I <laughs> like, I just know the stuff. Yeah. They called you out here. Racist. <laughs> so just cause I'm brown. Mm-hmm. Just cause so, I'm brown. I'm not allowed to know who Jacques, Jacques Cousteau is. Jacques Cousteau. Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. So, anyways, I just got home from watching a movie, and it is Thor Ragnarok. So, I got a glimpse of it. Well, not really a glimpse. I... <laughs> you got the whole thing, bro. Yeah, I got the full feature, and it is awesome. I am a big fan of the director. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't know if you can pronounce it. Can you pronounce it? I don't know. I'm asking you if you can pronounce it. Uh, Taika White. <laughs> that that last those last two syllables of his last name. <laughs> it's uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah, I don't want to say titty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you familiar with him? No, no, I'm not. Okay, so have you seen Fly of the Concords? That's one of the things I've missed in life. Really? I yeah, I don't know why. I just I I have no I have no excuse why I didn't see that show. Oh my god. Okay, so anyways, he's the director of Fly of the Concords. Uh he's good friends with uh, Jermaine and uh I keep blanking out on the other guy's name. Um I, Oh, I got it. His name is Brett McKenzie. And they do some really funny songs uh, from Flight of Concords. You've probably seen it. It's called It's Business Time. Maybe. Perhaps. Anyways, uh, so he, he does a lot of like indie stuff and uh, a lot of comedy. So this is very different for him to do an action movie because I don't think he's ever done a big action movie. It's always been like um, the smaller ones and no crazy special effects. But I think, you know, this is a good change for him. It can it really shows that he can go the extra mile. And from what you've heard, this Thor Ragnarok sounds more of a comedy than an action movie. Yeah, I think the from the trailers, it seems like one of those like old school buddy cop movies mm-hmm. where like they're kind of a, a mix um an unlikely partnership that works out mm-hmm. kind of like um i can't think of any examples off the top of my head starsky and hutch i guess yeah kind of sounds like it yeah like that like that kind of like scenario and and character playoff mm-hmm. so is that yeah. what they delivered they delivered all that and so much more and i think uh taika watiti did such a good job with this movie the comedy just struck gold every single corner and it's not just a regular like forcing the joke Mm -hmm. but it's 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 clever the jokes are delivered at the right moments uh and there are moments i i think you probably notice like a lot of the other marvel movies they kind of get those last minute laughs or some type of um improvise that you can probably tell that they improvise that line yeah or just like uh, that scene at the end of the avengers where they're eating the uh, what's it called shawarma shawarma yeah yeah like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. exactly well, he, actually actually robert downey did improvise that line at the end of the actual filming when he's laying yeah. on the ground yeah and then uh right before they premiered the movie at all of the movie theaters they shot that small scene so it could be in the at the end of the movie when they delivered it which fun fact for that for that scene at the end of the credits uh captain america is actually covering up his face because he was wearing a prosthetic to cover up a beard that he was that he had for another film 
Mm, I didn't so know if that. You, yeah, so if you watch that film, you kind of see uh, Chris Evans with his head slightly turned away and his hand on his or and his fist like on his chin. Yeah, because right after they did the movie premiere, uh, I think Joss Whedon just said, "Hey, we're just gonna uh, shoot a scene real quick, so we can put it in the credits." That works. Yep, yeah, that worked. The infamous shawarma scene. Mm-hmm. And okay, so for this movie, I really, really appreciated uh, the Hulk being in this one, and it, it kind of reminds me of the comic book days and 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 some of those uh, animated uh, movies of Thor versus um, Hulk. Oh, and okay, yeah. I I really think this does a lot of that justice, and you know, it kind of gives us a little glimpse of what. The whole planet Hulk was all about. You well, kind of remember and, that, yeah. And the funny thing is, when when the Hulk was finally introduced or reintroduced into the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. they that was one of the movies that people wanted. Like once they part, once they started seeing, like, oh my god, like they're doing multiple, multiple uh, series or multiple movies for the same hero. They have a bigger plot line. People were excited about a possibility of a Planet Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. And then Ragnarok kind of snuck Planet Hulk into it under the radar until the trailer came out and confirmed what it was. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. I think uh, this is such an awesome movie. I-, I would watch it again. It's really fun. Well, I mean, okay. Um, Rotten Tomatoes right now. Let's see. About 209 critic reviews. And 94%. That's a very high percentage for a uh, Marvel movie but is that your main source of um, movie critic reviews yeah well because well, Rotten Tomatoes I kind of don't really they've gotten a little too mainstream and uh, a little biased sometimes cause... not even that but I, I kind of notice that the the critics kind of tend to stack up on each other mm-hmm. like once they see the trend going one way they kind of st- add to that problem so yeah. i i will see the scores for the users and i'll tr- i'll take it as that but for the critics i'll actually like pick out some of the ones and see exactly what they were critiquing most of the time it's something like oh the effects were great the characters were funny i just didn't feel it bleh mm-hmm. so i was like okay well that didn't really help well what yep. do you use uh, I use Metacritic, which is a little bit of everything. Oh, okay, so it's more of a conglomeration of different... Yeah, and it, it's kind of... I, I used to like Rotten Tomatoes a lot, but uh, there was a couple of reviews where the critics put like a 90-something percent or 80-something percent, but the critics... I mean, the but the, the fans hated the movie. Yeah. And then when I go to other sites, everyone hated the movie, but then... Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 80 or 90. Okay, well, Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics or the fans? Okay, so the critics would give it 80 or 90. Mm-hmm. And then the fans would give it a 20 or 30. And then all of the other movie review sites give it a 30 or 40. Yeah. and You know, I, I kind of blame... I don't know, I don't know about Metacritic, but I kind of blame Rotten Tomatoes for some of the flops in the past couple of years. Yeah, some, it kind of hurts the, the movies. Well, some of the movies that they like knock down on are not that bad. Like not or like they're not great, but they're not as bad as like they they uh, put them out to be. Mm-hmm. So that, that's like I kind of take it with a grain of salt, but I, if I see the trailer and it interests me, I'm gonna at least try to yeah. see it. Yeah, give it a shot, my own. So, we were talking about three people earlier in the show, right? We were talking about the three Blue Man Group guys? Yeah. Yeah, you have other three people that you want to talk about, right? Yes, the three wise men. The, the wise men of supercars. Mm. You know who I'm talking about? Yep. Clarkson, May. And Richard Hammond. Yeah, Hammond. Yep, the hamster. Yeah, yeah so th- did you ever check out the Grand Tour the first season? Yes, I have. Did you like that format? I 
kind of do like certain episodes. Uh, I really like the format. Um, the only thing that I think we talked about last time that didn't work was the celebrity thing. That got old quick. Mm-hmm. That I mean, it, it was fun. It, the first time I was kind of like, I was like, okay, well, that was a little dark. I thought they were making fun of Americans. And yeah, they just kind of kept going. The however, the the intro, the very beginning, where like something always takes down the drone. I kind of like that because mm-hmm. they 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 do that gag to reflect the country they're in or the country or the location they're in. But I mean, I, I the grand tour I like because one thing I liked about Top Gear is my favorite episodes were always the one when they were off location. They were either taking a tour through Europe. Uh, they were doing a challenge, or they were in the United States for whatever reason. The Grand Tour is pretty much that. Like so they go to country to they go from country to country, and they film on at that location. So mm-hmm. even though they're filming locally, it's a new location. It's something new every time. I'm not a fan of their track though. Oh, and the the NASCAR driver guy. Oh my god, that guy's... Yeah, out of all guys, uh, I don't think he was the best choice. Well, yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I, I get it, because I can't really be hating on the stereotype he, uh, like that he is, mm-hmm. because you know there's some NASCAR guys that are like that. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I, I forgot what he was driving. I think it was probably a BMW, but he was accelerating. He's all like, what? I could barely hear that engine roaring. Come on, stop purring. Start, start growling. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's like it's like a it's like I think it was like an M five, and he was like trying to like he was going really fast. He, like it was just great. It was a great car, but he was mad because it wasn't like a freaking charger that was just like you know, uh, like just all exhaust noises. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's what. <laughs> But yeah, so the new season, that's why I brought it up. Mm-hmm. The season two is going to come out December 8th on Amazon Prime. Oh, our, so, our, our sort of sponsored-ish company. Sort of sponsored? Oh, you're right. <laughs> our we affiliates. Are, yeah, so we are Amazon affiliates. So the, yes, you're right. Damn it. Full disclosure, Amazon kind of sponsors us. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't make that connection. Good call out. <laughs> yep. So, talking about TV shows that are coming out, Netflix just strike a deal with Miller World. Are you familiar with Mark Miller? Mm, the name sounds familiar, but no. Okay, you might know him from uh, certain projects like Wanted, the movie. <laughs> you just made me think of Troy McClure. You might remember from such films such as... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get smarter, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you might have known him from Wanted. He's the uh, writer and producer of uh, that movie. And you might know his work from Kick-Ass. Mm. And one of the more recent ones would be The Secret Service. Oh, okay, okay, okay. A.K.A. Kingsman. Yeah. So Netflix just struck a deal with him to make TV shows based on his uh, properties. What do you Ooh. think? So what do you think of uh, uh, Mil- Mark Miller's uh, world? So his properties being Kick-Ass, Kingsman, like Wanted. those kind of Wanted? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one's Wanted? Was it the, like that spy one? Not spy one, like that Assassin's one? Yeah, it was, it was the one with the, um, Angelina Jolie and... James McAvoy? Yep, the one where they curve bullets. Oh my god, that, I forgot about that. That was mm-hmm. so dumb. <laughs> yeah, but it was good action. Uh, it was good action scenes in there. Well, it, is it weird that I... I I would give Wanted a C-, minus, but I loved um, Kingsman, even though now that i'm comparing that in my head they're pretty much the same type of like world or universe mm-hmm. um a whole series i would yeah i like it at least for kingsman 
mm-hmm. because Kingsman has such a big poss- like ra- array of possibilities that they can touch upon. It could do be you... it could be like a Marvel's Agents of Shield kind of thing. Yeah. Do you think uh, all of these are connected somehow, like the Miller World uh, universe? Maybe because they're all kind of like hyper realistic action. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because it's not like your average superhero that inherit powers from some radioactive thing. It's just regular people that are training to be some part of a superhero. Yeah, I mean, bullet time and wanted and kick ass is almost the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a possibility. Because mm-hmm. uh, Wanted, I always, I thought it took place in, like, L.A. Mm. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Uh, took Kick place Ass. in, uh, I think, uh, New York or Chicago. Probably Chicago, because I don't think it was New York. Yeah, it was a train. Uh, oh, you're was, right. Yeah, he was living next to a train. Um, yeah, railroad tracks or something. And it looked like Chicago, but it could be Queens. So it's, like, northeast somewhere? Yeah. And then Kick-Ass takes place in New York. Mm-hmm. Kingsman takes place in the UK, and then the what was it? What was the other one? The Statesman. Yep. Rockies. Statesman takes place. Yeah. Well, yeah, they take place in the South. Yeah. You know what? They could be all be connected. Yep. So, which of the three would you want to? Would you most be excited about being turned into a series? Uh, none of them. I think uh, they should stay <laughs> a franchise uh, for movies. Uh, for your TV shows, I I think there's a couple of uh, really good ones that um, he did comic books uh, for, um, and I, I I think those would be better for TV shows. Any examples? Uh, there's too many, and uh, some of them don't really stand out to me. It's just like um, any other. Uh, I feel like all of these are very similar. Um, there's no like crazy superhero thing to it. It's just one of those comics where you're like, oh, that's cool. But <laughs> once it's made into a movie or a TV show, it'll be like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Okay, so here's some of, here's some of the ones that just popped up as a, as I did a Google search. Okay. Uh, Chrononauts. Chrononauts. I have no idea what it's about, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if Josiah is listening to this, he's cringing about like he probably knows what it is. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? It looks like they're time travelers. Mm-hmm. Is it time travelers? Oh, damn it. There. Anyways, uh, Chrononauts. Uh, he's done the Authority, the Ultimates, which I don't think he has permission to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'd be interested in see some of his more independent stuff. Yeah, me too. Uh, there's one called uh, Vampirella. Purgatory. It sounds like Cinderella, but Vampirella. I actually heard of that one. Um, that one, I don't know if it could turn into an actual thing, but uh, yeah, I I think it would have to be from his independent library because he does a lot of work with DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty sure they can't touch that one. No, of course not. Uh, but there's one called uh, Shadowman. All right. Uh, any idea when? They're like they're supposed to cut, like come out with any of the projects or no? It's still early. Uh, they, they just uh, it was just a, a, some details about what they were um, uh, putting down for the deal, and I, I guess I I guess it's kind of like a, a thirty to forty hour original um, series that they they probably have. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have to wait and see. I mean, Netflix is has been putting their money in a lot of little pockets so well they Netflix has also tried to tighten their belt a bit when it comes to like shows like they're not just renewing for the sake of renewing they're testing out new stuff but they're also the ones that want to renew mm-hmm. they're kind of pushing the limits yeah so like, uh, that what was the one like the the get down yeah, the get down. The get down, uh, yeah. like that, mm-hmm. like that one. That one didn't get renewed because Netflix said they didn't push the limits enough. Yeah, for people that watched that show, they said it's pretty good, but I guess yeah, it, I it wasn't. It wasn't like a. Um, it wasn't a show that everybody would watch. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that that was just like a surprise canceled or not renewed show that came up in a couple months ago. Yeah. Well, talking about renewing TV shows, it looks like uh, your favorite show got renewed. Which one? The Orville? Yes, sir. Yeah. How many seasons? Two more? So far, they only announced a uh, second season being renewed. Good enough. I'll take it. I'll take just the tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. I like it. They're, they're touching on stuff that... <laughs> considering what, that's a lot of touching. Considering what we just said. No, like the most recent episode, it touches on kind of like the world we live in now where it's kind of a mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Perfect perfect example of like the whole sex like sex scandals in Hollywood. Like just any little thing that gets posted on social media, all of a sudden, that's like, a, like the world's worst person. Yeah, the whole Hollywood scandal thing has been so intense right now it's not just harvey weinstein it's everybody else like brett retner kevin spacey um yeah no it's like it's a series of people even ellen DeGeneres. really they're putting her on the spot too uh they're they were trying to at least on twitter they were trying to uh there was a picture she took with katie perry where she was looking straight at her boobs Mm -hmm. and it said uh, busting out the she, the caption was busting out the balloons for my birthday. Oh, I don't think Katy Perry really cares. No, the the thing is, if you look at the picture, it looks like Katy Perry's in on the joke. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, people are just looking for stuff to be outraged about nowadays. That they were trying to turn into something, and Ellen just nothing came out. Yeah, yeah, uh, but. Oh, talking about Katy Perry, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see Katy Perry in uh, Orlando. Oh my God! When? Uh, I think uh, she's gonna be here on December seventeenth or something like that. Okay, oh, so like a little Christmas show. Mm-hmm. She's gonna wear like a little Santa outfit. I have no idea, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that a lot of the shows that she's done so far. Has been top notch, probably one of the best concerts of the year. So that's the only reason why I'm going. So okay. Oh, so uh, before I forget, before we wrap up, uh, how busy is your neighborhood on Halloween? Because I know you're kind of like a gated community. Well, kind of. You are in a gated community. I hardly ever know. I'm usually out on Halloween. Ah, uh, uh, too cool. No, I'm, I'm. I'm not too cool. I just. Avoid the kids. <laughs> like you know those people that uh, usually go. All right, it's uh, it's four o'clock. We got to get out of here. Uh, we got to get out of the house because kids start like trick or treating at five. It's a horror movie. You have to you have to get out before the sun sets. Yeah, we we got back at uh, probably like around nine, and yeah. we were going. What are these kids still doing outside? Okay, so there's still wait kids in your neighborhood or just kids in general. Kids in our neighborhood. Oh damn! Uh, but yeah, but nine o'clock is usually a good time where you can turn off the lights and kind of make, kind of pretend like you ran out of candy. Yeah. So, so right when we closed the garage, actually, right when we parked the car, I was like, "All right, all right close the garage right now. Close it. Close it." <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're ready for the zombie outbreak. No. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked because there was barely any trick or treaters in my neighborhood this year. Yeah. And you kind of know the reason why. It's because of all of those shootings and everything. All of the all of the parents are very cautious. Uh, I don't think it's because of that. I it took me a while to realize it, but like after uh, probably around seven o'clock, I realized the World Series. Oh yeah, the World Series one. Yeah, everybody was watching the World Series. And it's Series. a lot of. I mean, it's it. This is Orange County, so there's a lot of like Dodger fans here. So I'm pretty sure parents were like, "Okay, let, let's go to like you know like the mall does it early. So like let's go to the mall or let's go trick or treating early. Like because I think the game started like at five thirty that day. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure parents did not want to be out if they wanted to see the game. Mm-hmm. So I yeah no nah, it threw me off this year because I bought two big bags of candy. And maybe a fourth of one was given away. Yeah, you shouldn't finish all that by yourself. No, I'm t- I'm taking some to work. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm keeping the Kit Kats for myself though. Kit Kat, Kit Kat, Kitty Cat, Kitty Cat for the for the cats. No, 
I, I, you know what? I don't know what chocolate would do to cats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else? Nope. That should be it. All right. So people want to help support your attraction to Katy Perry. How can they do that? They can uh, buy us more beer by going to www.the2oc.com and click on the buy us a beer button. And if uh, there was something that you would like to put stickers on, you can go to our store and get some stickers and maybe a t-shirt too. Ooh, especially made with love. Oh yeah. And you can also go to the sponsor link and get that book caffeinated that I referenced earlier in the show. And even if you don't end up buying the book, if you click on that link, anything you buy in that page gives us a little kickback at no extra cost to you. Great way to support us. You can also reach out to us by sending an email to mail at the 2LC.com. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the 2LC for each of those. Anything else? Yeah, there was something I wanted to talk about, but I guess I forgot. You forgot? Yeah, because we don't have time. What, what What was it about? Can it be a little teaser? Yeah. Stranger Things oh. Season 2. No, that might be a good thing. I haven't, I haven't caught up. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'll wait next it's week. so good. Oh my god, my mind is blown. I can't wait until we shut off this uh, stupid uh, podcast we're doing so I can go watch it. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> Alright. Alright, for the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. See you in the upside down. I see what you did there. Ah.